Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Yosef Sonnenschein. Meseches Chagiga has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Dovi Merenstein as a zchus for their children. The following shir is on Mesechta Chagiga Daf Yud Dalit. The Daf begins with a Gemara that describes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had wanted to create another 974 Dairais before the world was created. Rashi explains that this is in accordance with the Pasuk in Tehillim that says, Dover Tziva Le'elef Dor, that the Tziva of his words, meaning giving the Torah, Matan Torah, would come after 1,000 generations, Elef Dor. If you make a Cheshbin and combine the 974 Dairis that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had wanted to create, and the 26 Dairis that Hashem did create, before Matan Torah, from Briyas Adam until Matan Torah, you have 1,000 Dairis. The Maral in the Sefer Nesivais Oilam, Nesiv HaBusha, Perak Beis, explains that the reason for this Ratzain, to wait 1,000 generations from the Briyas Oilam until Matan Torah, was to show how different the Oilam Ruchni, which is the Torah, is from the Oilam Gashmi. This would be demonstrated by separating the creation of the Olam Gashmi by 1,000 Dairais from the Nesinas HaTayra on that world. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw, Rashi explains, that the world can't survive that long without Tayra. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu took away 974 Dairais, leaving us with 26 Dairais, which is the Gematria of the Shem Havaya. Zokta Maral, that by using the Shem Havaya to separate between the Briyasa Oilam and Matan Torah, we see at least some separation between the creation of the Oilam Gashmi and the giving of the Torah. The Gemara says that these Nishamas that would have been created in those Dairais are the Aze Panim of each generation, and Memela, these are the Nishamas upon whom the river of fire. Nahar Dinur, which is formed by the sweat of the Chayas, that we learned about in Daf Yud Gimel, flows. It's interesting that there's specifically the Azei Ponim of each Dar, not the Rishoyim. The Gemara identifies their exact Midah, their Azei Ponim. Perhaps the Pshad is that the morale that we quoted earlier, and also in Derechayim Perekei Mishnechaf, explains that the Midah of Azus is that the person, the Azponim, is not nispoel, not affected by anything. He's a stone. He's not open to any change or to any impression. An impression can't be made upon him. Because of this, the Maral explains, the Gemara in Tainus says, Ein hagishomim ne'etzorim, elo bishvil azeponim. The rain is only held back because of Azeponim. Azeponim are rock hard in their stubbornness and brazenness. Therefore, if we find that the Shamayim has closed up, it's become rock hard, like something that won't open up, this is Mida Keneg and Mida because of the Azeponim. Now, being that these Nishamas were supposed to exist before there was a Torah, and that means they were supposed to exist before there was something for them to open their hearts to. 
Perhaps that's why these neshamas specifically struggle with the midah of azos, that they're not prepared to open up to anything. They're not prepared to be nispoil. The Turei Evan here asks a shtarka kasha. The Gemara in Zvachim Daf Kuf Zayin brings that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu was about to give the Torah to Klal Yisrael, the Umay Sa'ilam gathered by Bilam HaRasha to ask him what was going on. They heard the Kail of Hashem which filled the world and they were terrified. Bilam told them that Hashem had a hidden treasure which he had been waiting to give to his children since 974 Dairis before the world was created. And Rashi there is Masber that the 974 Dairis before the world was created combined with 26 Dairis from the creation of the world leaves us with Elef Dar, as the Pasuk says, Davar Tziva Elef Dar. So from the Gemara in Zvachim, it sounds like the 974 Dairis did exist. Hashem was waiting for 974 Dairis. And Hashem waited before the world was created this amount of time before He gave the Torah to Klal Yisrael. But here in our Gemara, it sounds like the 974 Dairis would, ha- would have existed after the world was created, except that the world couldn't be Miskayim. So the plan was altered, and there was only 26 Dairis. Another Kasha the Turei Evan asks, is that if indeed the plan of 1,000 Dairis was not Miskayim, as Rashi explains, why did David HaMelech write in Tehillim that Davar Tziva le'elev dar? Le'maisa, in the Olam HaMaisa, this is not what happened. Zok de Evan, that the two Gemaris are not a stira at all. Rather, they fit together perfectly and beautifully. Had the world been able to be Miskayim for 1,000 Torahs before Matan Torah, Hashem would have created the Torah and the world at the same time and then would have waited for 1,000 generations before bringing the Torah down onto this world by Matan Torah. This is our Gemara. However, being that the world couldn't be Miskayim this way, Hashem created the Torah 974 Dairis before He created the world. So that, with the addition of the Chavvav Dairis from Briyas HaOlam until Matan Torah, we would have a Kiyam of the Pasuk, Davar Tziva Le'elev Dar. So it comes out that either way, the Pasuk was Neskayim. It's just that the Eifin of the Kiyam changed from the Hava Amina to the Maskana. Now, from our Gemara, we see the tremendous Chisarin of the Midah of Azus Panim, that ultimately it leads to Chatayim which causes the terrible einish of the Nahar Dinur falling on the heads of these Azepanim. Taisva says in our sugya that these Azepanim are so dangerous that Hashem had to spread them out over Dairois so that they shouldn't have the power to destroy the world. And we see this in other places as well, how dangerous the Mida of Azos Panim is. The Gemara in the first parak of Tainus, Davzayin Omid Beis says, Omar Rav Amnuna, Kol Adam Panim, Any person that has Azus Panim will certainly be Nikshal in Avera. Rav Nachman there takes it a step further and says, Biodua Shanikshal Ba 
that it's certain, we know that he was already Nechshel in Avera. So we see from here how important it is to be Rachaik Ma'od, extremely distant from the stubbornness and brazenness of this Midah. However, it's really not so simple. Because we also find that Klal Yisrael are praised because they are Azim. The Gemara says in Be'ah, Tavchafhei Omid Be'ez, Mipnei ma nitna Torah Yisrael? Why was the Torah given to Klal Yisrael? Mipnei shehein Azim. Because they are Azim. And the Gemara goes on to say that Klal Yisrael are the Azim among the Umais. The strongest contrast between the Midah Teva of Azos and the Midah Garua of Azos is the Mishnah in Perakei, in Pirkei Avos. There the Mishnah at first says, B'Shem Rabbi Yehuda ben Tema, Hevei Az Kanamer, that one should be brazen like a leopard. The Mishnah then goes on to say, Az Panim L'Gehenim, and Az Panim will wind up in Gehenim, as we find by the Az Panim in Argamara. We see from here that one has to be very careful with the Midah of Azus. If used not in the service of Hashem, it is a guaranteed Pesach to Chet and Gehenim. But if used properly, it is the Midah because of which HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah. The Torah in the very beginning of Arachayim teaches us how a Yid uses the Midah of Azus properly. Rabbi Yehuda ben Tema in the Mishnah that we mentioned brings four Midas that a Yid should have, but the first one he mentions is Az Kanemer. Zok Ditor, that the reason that Az Kanemer is first is because it is a Klal Godol Ba'avoidas Haboyre Yisborach. Because sometimes a person wants to do a mitzvah and he holds himself back from doing it because of people who will make Leitzanus of him. Mipnei hamal igim olav. Therefore, Rabbi Yehuda ben Taima tells us that he should be stubborn, as, and he should be meiz ponim keneged hamal igim. The Torah brings a pasuk into Hillim where David Amelech says, "Va'adabra be'edoisecha neged melachim v'loy evish. I will speak of your mitzvahs in front of kings, and I will not be ashamed." The Torah explains that David didn't say this about when he was Yeshev al-Kisei Malchusai, and he had no reason to be intimidated or embarrassed. But even when he was on the run, and being chased among the nations, he proudly was Mekayim the mitzvahs without Busha, Veloy Eivosh. This leaves us in a difficult matzif. How does one employ the Midah of Azus? without it affecting him and turning him, chas v'shalem, into someone who is an az panim. The Beis Yosef is medayik from the tour that we brought, a mahalach that can protect a person from being affected by that midah. He says that the tour tells us that one should use the midah of azas not to be embarrassed and not to hold oneself back from doing the right thing. Only for this, says the Beis Yosef, that you should do the mitzvah anyway, but do not engage in machleikis with the late sonim. Zok the base Yosef, mipnei shemidas ha'azos meguna ma'oid, kemoy shenizgar. The midah of azos is very meguna, 
ve'ein ro'oi lehishtamesh mimena klal, it's not ro'oi to use at all, afilu ba'avoidas Hashem Yisbarach, even in the service of Hashem, for what is it not ro'oi to use the midah of Azus in the service of Hashem? Ledaber divrei Azus keneged ha'mal'igim, to speak in an Azus dika manner to the mal'igim. If one does that, the results could be frightening. He will be kind of this midah in his nefesh. To be an azazdika person, even when it's not in the service of Hashem. There is, however, an exception to this rule. The Bir Allah and Simon Aleph says that this is true what the Beis Yosef says. That one should use his azos not to be ashamed of his avodas Hashem, but he should not use his azos to engage and to f- argue or fight with those leitzanim. That's true. Calls man that the leitzanim can be ignored, but if the leitzanim are trying to affect the tzibur by making takonos or affecting the tzibur in any way, then it is a mitzvah to stand up kenegdam and to be loichei melchemes atayra. As David HaMelech himself said, Haloi misan echo Hashem esna, ubiskoi memecha, and with those who stand up against you, eskoitat, I will wage machloikis. The next Indian that we'll examine today is the stira that the Gemara asks between the Pasuk and Daniel that describes HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kaviyachel as having white hair, and the Pasuk in Shir Hashirim, which describes him Kaviyachel as having black hair. The Gemara answers that it's referring to two different Matzavim. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Yoshev Bi Yeshiva, and the Pasuk in Daniel is talking about Hashem being Yoshev Lemishpa to judge the world, and for that Matzav, a Zaken is more appropriate, thus the white hair. And the Pasuk in Shirashirim is talking about Melchama. And for that Matziv, a young person who still has black hair is more appropriate. The Gemara on the surface is extremely mystifying. Kaidim Kol, one of the Yisaitis of Aramuna, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Einoi Guf, V'lo Yasigehu Masigehaguf, V'einloi Shum Dimyoin Klal. As we say in the Animamans, Hashem has no guf in any way, shape, or form. What do these psukim mean when they describe Kaviyocho, the color of his hair? And why is it important? What does the color of his hair represent? It's interesting that in the Anim's mirrors that many shuls say on Shabbos and Yantif, there is a reference to the white and the dark hair, and seems to be referring to our Gemara. We say in Anim's mirrors, Vayechezu becha zikna ubacharos, Usa'a roishcha beseva vishacharos, Zikna bioim din, Ubachros bioim krov, Keish melchomois yodov loy rov. We say to Hashem that they saw in you a zokain and a bachor, and the hair on your head like an old man, and black like a young man. Then we explain that the zikna is for the yoim din, and the bachros for yoim krov, which is melchama, where Hashem is keish melchamos. Mamish a description of our Gemara in rhyme. Now this that Hakadosh Baruch Hu appears 
sometimes as a zakein, and sometimes as a youngster, can confuse a young nation who is first learning about a Hashem Echad. Especially when that zakein is not just a zakein, but he's a zakein malei rachamim, a compassionate zakein. And the bacher is not just a bacher, but he's a bacher who's fiercely waging war, the opposite of malei rachamim. Rashi and Chumash in Parshas Yisrael, Perek Chav Pasuk Bey says that this is the kavana of the Pasuk in the very beginning of the Aseris Hadibris. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu introduced himself on Har Sinai by saying, Anoichi Hashem Eloikecha asher hoitzeisicha meyeretz Mitzrayim. Even though now you see me as a zakein molei rachamim, I am the same one, asher hoitzeisicha meyeretz Mitzrayim, who fiercely waged war for you as a gibor molchama when you came out of Mitzrayim. We see from here that the idea of the zakein and the idea of the Bachar are not chas v'shalom about how HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks, but about the Midah that Klal Yisrael or the Navi is seeing. We know that Hashem Eloikeinu Hashem Echad. Hashem is completely one. But at different times HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals to us different aspects of His Midah. And we perceive Him either, either as a Rachman or as a Bachar at war, the perception of the Navi, or of Klal Yisrael, that Hashem is Malei Rachamim, is called in the Psukim and Chazal as seeing him as a Zokin Malei Rachamim. The Sfarim say that the white of the Zokin and the black of the Bachar are also part of the Midah of each one. See Lemashal the pre tzaddik in Kedushas HaShabbos, Maimer Hay. We know Lemashal that Yoim is Shayach to Chesed, and Laila to Midas Hadin. As the Pasuk says, Lahagid Baboiker Chazdecha, Ve'emunascha Baleilois. In the morning we experience Hashem's Chesed, but at night, which represents a time of Din, we need to hold on to our Emuna, Ve'emunascha Baleilois. According to these Yesodas, we can have a greater appreciation of the Lashen that we say in Haggadah Shal Pesach. Omer Rebbe Lezer ben Azariah, Harei ani keven shivim shana, v'loi zochisi shetei Omer yitzias mitzrayim baleilis. The Gemara in Brachas, Daf Chavches Amar Aleph says, that Rebbe Lezer ben Azariah wasn't mamish 70. Rather, he was keben shivim shana, it was like he was 70. In reality, he was 18. And his wife expressed concern that they wouldn't keep him because he doesn't have white hair. So when Ness happened, and 18 rows of white hair appeared in his beard. The questions here are obvious. What does it help that a Ness happened that his beard turned white? Are we really chayshed, the people of his dar? of such childishness that the actual color of his beard makes a difference in how they feel about his leadership? If they felt that an 18-year-old is too young to be the leader of Klal Yisrael, what does it help if he prematurely turns white? Also, what does this have to do with saying Yitzhak Mitzrayim at night? 
Why was Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah mocked him with these words, as an introduction to the drosha that allows us to be masker Yitzias Mitzrayim Baleilis? According to the Yisaitis that we discovered in our sugya, we can understand that when Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah's wife was worried because he didn't have a white beard, it wasn't the beard that she was concerned about, but the midas associated with a white beard. Zakein Mali Rachamim, a mida of Rachmanas. A younger leader naturally tends to be more fierce and exercises more midas hadin than an older person who learns to lead with the mida of chesed and Rachamim. That's why a younger person has a black beard which represents the Midas Adin, as opposed to an older person who has a white beard, which represents the Midas HaChesed. When a nace happened, and his beard turned white, it was understood that the message was that he was capable of leading Klal Yisrael as a Zokein. His Midas changed. There was a revelation that this person's Midas weren't the Midas of a black beard, they were the Midas of a white beard, with all of the Malay Rachamim that was needed. Now the truth is, that when we look at day and night, only day is Shayach to Geula, as we explained earlier, because night is Marames to Chayshech, Golos, and Hester Ponim. Even so, Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah wanted that we should be Mazkir Yitzias Mitzrayim at night. Because although we may associate darkness with Din and Hester Panim, that's only on the surface from our viewpoint. But under the surface, in reality, Kol Made Ovid Rachman Oletav Ovid. Everything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does, even the seemingly bad things, are Latav. The Ksav Seifer in Parshas Bereshish says that this is Merumas in the Pasuk in the beginning of Bereshish that tells us Vayhi Erev, Vayhi Boiker, Yoim Echad. The night and the morning form one day together. Meaning that ultimately, even the night, the Chayshech and Midas Adin, is part of the Yoim Echad. The Ksav Seifer points out that in every single language in the world, while there are words for night and words for day, but the whole period of night and day together is always called day, not night, even though it's half night and half day. And this is because in reality, even the night part of the day, even the chayshech part of the day, even the midas hadin part of the day, is really part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chesed. Because in reality, everything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is l'tayv, even though in this world we don't see it. So let's go back to Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah, who wanted us to be mazkir yitzias mitzrayim even at night. Because ultimately, even the dark is part of the light. So when Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah wanted to introduce this halacha, he was mocked him with what happened to his beard. That the dark, the Midas Hadin, the black beard, became part of the light. That he was given a white beard. So he started off saying that I experienced how there could be a giloi even from the chayshech of Ur, even from the din of Rachem. I experienced it in myself. 
הרי אני כבן שבעים שנה, ולא זוכיסי שתה עומר יציאס מצרים בלילוס עד שדורשו בן זוימה. The Gemara then goes on to ask another stira. Kosov echod oimer korsei shvivin dinur. Vikosov echod oimer adi chorsovon remiv v'atik yoimin yesiv. Now this is not really two separate psukim. Rather it's two parts of the same pasuk in Doniel. While describing his dream of the four chayos which represent the four malchios, Doniel describes seeing the kisei, but at one point he calls it korsei, which is singular, indicating one kisei, and at another point he calls it chorsavan, which translates into kisa'ois, plural, indicating more than one kisei. The Gemara brings three possibilities to explain what the two kisa'ois could be for. The first teretz is echod loi, Ve'echod le'David, one for Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and one for David Amelach. The Aruch Lener in Sanhedrin, Daf Lamed Chesomid Beis, asks, "Why didn't the Gemara answer that one was for that special Malach Mem Tes Tes, that the Gemara tells us later on on Daf Tes Vavamid Aleph, that he is the only Malach that has Rishus to sit in Shemayim?" So wouldn't it be logical to assume that the second kisei that Doniel saw was for that malach? Why didn't the Gemara give that teretz? L'chayra, we can answer this kasha by understanding an Indian that the Yad Ramah writes there in Sanhedrin. A kisei is not a chair, it's a throne. The Indian of a kisei in Shamayim is not just a place to sit, Perhaps it's not even a place to sit at all. As the Yad Ramah points out, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Einoi Guf Kedei Sheyehei Tzoruch Leishev Al Gabe Kisei. He's not physical that he would need to sit on a Kisei. Rather, the Inyan of a Kisei is an Inyan of Memshola Umalchus. As we found that Paroi told Yosef in Parshas Miketz, Rak HaKisei Egdal Mimecha. Just the kisei I will keep greater than you. It wasn't about the physical throne, but it was about the malchus that Paroi was telling Yosef that as great as his malchus was, the malchus of Paroi would be greater. Memela, even though there's a malach who's permitted to sit in Shomayim, if that malach does not represent malchus, there's no hava amina that a kisei is for him. With this, the kasha of the Orch Lener is meturitz. The Orch Lener also gives a teretz on his own based on the Pasuk in Doniel, Ayin Shum. We won't go into it here. The second teretz that the Gemara brings is from a b'risa, b'shem Rabbi Yossi Haglili, that the purpose of the two kisayas is echod ledin ve'echod letzdaka. In other words, for the two hanhogos of Hashem's malchus, the Hanhaga of Din and the Hanhaga of Rachamim. Interestingly, these two kisais are mentioned by the Bir Agro and Shulchan Aruch and Hilchas Rosh Hashanah, Simen Tovkuf Peihei, B'Shem Chazal. The Bir Agro brings the Maimer Chazal that B'Sha'ash Yisrael Neitlin Shoifer V'Toikin, at the time that Yidin take the Shoifer and blow, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Oimeid Meikisei Din, V'yoyshev al kisei rachamim. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu rises from his Kisei of Din and sits on his Kisei of Rachamim. Once again, we see this idea that there are two Kisois, one for Din and one for Rachamim. That was the second Teretz of the Gemara. The final Teretz the Gemara brings from Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah, that one is a Kisei and one a Shrafraf. One is a Kisei and one is a footstool for his feet, Kaviyacho. Now, our Gemara brings to back this up a Pasuk that we've seen before that we learned on Daf Yud Beis, HaShamayim Kisei V'Ha'oretz HaDoim Ragli. With the, with the HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells the Navi that the Shamayim is my throne and the Oretz is my footstool. The Tureyevan on our sugya points out that when this Teretz of Echad L'Kisei ve'echad L'Shrafraf is brought in the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Daflamet Chesamet Beis, the Gemara says the Teretz but does not bring this Pasuk. The Tureyevin says that he feels that the Pasuk is brought bitaos in our Gemara, and that the true Girsa is the Girsa of the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Why? Because that Pasuk, Zakh the Tureyevin, has nothing to do with this Pasuk of the two Kisais. The two Kisais mentioned here are both in Shamayim. While according to the Pasuk of HaShamayim Kis'i, it's the earth itself, the Oretz, that's the footstool of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not the second Kisei in Shamayim. The MS is, however, that whether or not he was Gairis, Lehedya, in the Gemara there, the Yad Ramah explains this Teretz, this Gemara of Echad L'Kisei V'Echad L'Shrafrav, I'll pee the Pasuk of HaShamayim Kis'i. The Yad Ramah says that the two Kisa'is represent the Malchus of Hashem in Shamayim and the Malchus of Hashem on the Oretz. So even though both Kisa'is are in Shamayim, the fact that there is two is because the Malchus of Hashem is twofold in Shamayim and in Oretz. And the tsura of the two kisa'is, one as a kisei and one as a shrafraf, represents the reality that the shamayim HaKadosh Baruch Hu, refers to as a kisei, and the aretz HaKadosh Baruch Hu, refers to as hadoim ragli, as a footstool. Now it's fascinating that the kisei of the malchus of the aretz is a footstool, a place for the raglayim. We've mentioned several times HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't have a guf and certainly doesn't need a footstool. So what's the inyan of this makayim for raglayim? Let's look at the gufa Adam, who we know that the gufa Adam is created, B'Tselem Eloikim. At the very, very top of the guf is the Rosh, the Melech, where the Seichel is. And the furthest thing from the Seichel is the Raglayim. The Raglayim, the most distant thing from the Seichel, are Merames to the things a person does without thinking, without his Seichel. For example, David HaMelech says in Kapitel Kuf Yotes, Chishavti Derachai Ve'oshiva Raglai El Eidei Seichel. Chazal explain, Chishavti Derachai I made a cheshben of where I need to go, drachai. But raglai moilichin oisi lebeis hamedrash. My raglayim 
keep bringing me back to the base Hamedrash. Unwittingly, my Raglayim bring me to, to the base Hamedrash, even though that wasn't my plan. We see that the Raglayim represent when something happens mindlessly, without the involvement of the Seichel. In fact, the word in Lashon HaKadosh for habit, which is really something that happens mindlessly, is Hergel, Milashon Raglayim, because it is done without the Seichel. Where in the world that Hashem created do we find a parallel to the hergel, to the habit, which exists in people? Obviously, it's the oilam hateva, nature. The way the world seems to function on its own, in a cycle that seems to be as if there's no seichel behind it. The teva of the oilam is to the world what the habit of a person is to the person. No wonder the kisei, which represents Hashem's malchus on this world, is referred to as a shrafraf, a makayim for raglayim. Because it is dafka a makayim for raglayim, which describes a world whose hanhoga seems to go by itself, the world of hergel or teva. Now that we have gone through the three possibilities brought in the, in the Gemara as to what the purpose of the two kisa'is that Daniel saw is, we can see that all three possibilities are really different aspects of the same Indian. Let's begin with the first teretz. The first teretz was Echod Loi ve'echod Ledavid. This teretz holds that the two kisa'is represent the Malchus of Shamayim, and the Malchus of this world, the Malchus of David. David is the Melech who brings Malchus Shemayim down into this world. So the two Kisois, one would represent the Malchus Shemayim, and one represents the Malchus that exists on the Oretz. The second Teret said that one is for Din and one for Tzedakah or Rachamim. Now we mentioned earlier on Daf Yud Beis that in Parshas Bereshis there are two Psukim which describe the Brias Shamayim Vaoretz. The first is Brashis Bara Eloikim Es Hashamayim Vyasa Oretz. And the second is Biyoim Asois Hashem Eloikim Eretz Vishamayim. And we know that the Shem Eloikim represents Midas Hadin, and the Shem Havaya represents the Midas Hachesed, Vihorachamim. So why does the first Pasuk, Bereshis Bara Eloikim, only mention Din, while the second Pasuk, Biyoim Asais Hashem Eloikim, mentions Rachamim and Din? Rashi and Chumash on the first Pasuk explains, B'Shem Chazal, that B'Tchila Allah B'Machshava Livro Yes HaOilam B'Midas HaDin. Originally, the Machshava was to create the world with Midas HaDin. But Hashem saw that the world could not be miskayim this way. So, Shiteif ima midas harachamim. He partnered together with the midas hadin, the midas harachamim. So, the first pasuk bereishes bara eloikim represents the olabimachshava livrayas ha'elam b'midas hadin. And the second pasuk, biyoyim asais Hashem eloikim, represents the saif. That he was shitef ima midas harachamim. That the in, in the end, Hakadosh Baruch Hu was meshatef rachamim together with the din 
Hashem Eloikim. Now let's ask ourselves, for whom did the world need Midas HaRachamim? The Aretz or the Shamayim? It's Pashat that the Aretz, which has people with Bechira, who can make mistakes in what they're Boicher, and do things that are Neged Ratzon Hashem, they're the ones that need Midas HaRachamim. And it's clear in the Pasuk that way. Because the Pasuk that mentions the Shem Havaya, B'yoyim Asois Hashem Aleikim, is Makdim Eretz Teshamayim. B'yoyim Asois Hashem Aleikim, Eretz V'shamayim, because it's the Eretz that needs it. We see this idea also in the Sefer Beis Aleikim from the Mabit, in the Shar HaYesoidos Perek Hamishi, which says as follows, Hashem Aleikim, for this reason, the Pasuk says, Hashem, before Eloikim, Keneged Ha'aretz HaKoydemes LaShamayim. Keneged the Aretz, which is written in the Pasuk before Shamayim. Shehutzrecha Lamidas HaRachamim Shetitztarev. Because it was the Aretz which needed the Midas HaRachamim to join. Veloikim keneged shamayim, and Eloikim is keneged shamayim, she'enam tzrichim l'rachamim, because shamayim does not need rachamim. So we see that the involvement of midas harachamim is for the oretz. So if our Gemara says that there are two kisa'os, one for din and one for rachamim, it comes out that the one for din corresponds to the echad loy earlier, to the malchus shamayim. And the one for Rachamim corresponds to the Echod Ledavid, which is, has to do with the Malchusa de Ara, the Malchus on this world. And finally, the last Teretz of the Gemara, that one is a Kisei and one is a footstool, this clearly goes according to the same Mahalich, that the Kisei is Shayach to the Malchus Shamayim, as the Pasuk says, HaShamayim Kisei, and the shrafraf, the footstool, represents the malchus on this world, as we explained earlier from the Yad Ramah, as the Pasuk says, Veho'oretz hadoim ragli. So even though the Tanoim argued exactly how to express the difference between the two kisois that Daniel saw, we see that all the Tanoim looked at it in a similar way, that one has to do with the malchus in Shomayim, and one has to do with the malchus on this world. The Gemara further on on our daf returns to the Indian of teaching Maisa Merkava. And the Gemara brings a Brisa which says a Maisa about Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai that was Reichav al and was going Baderech. Rabbi Leza ben Aroch Mechamer Acharov. Rabbi Leza ben Aroch asked his Rabbi, Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai, to teach him a Perek Echod be Maisa Merkava. And Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai responded, that I already taught you, v'loi b'merkava b'yachid, elo im kein ha'yachacham u'meven midaitoi. As if to say that Rabbi Leza ben Arach is, is not a chacham u'meven midaitoi, and therefore is not worthy of being taught ma'isa merkava. So Rabbi Leza ben Arach said, Omar loi, Rebbe, tarsheni loi mar lefanecha dovar echod shalimadetani. Allow me to say before you, an Indian that you taught me in Maisa Merkava. Rabbi Yechanan Menzakai allowed him to do so, 
And he had such confidence that Rabbi Lezer ben Aruch was going to be mechaven properly to Maisim Merkava that he got off his chamor and sat down al ha'even tachas hazayis to hear the words, the drasha of Maisim Merkava that Rabbi Lezer ben Aruch was going to say. The Marsha here asks that Miman of Shach, the Gemara seems schwer. Rabbi Lezer ben Aruch said to Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai, allow me to say before you something that you taught me, indicating that Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai had taught him Maisim Merkava. If so, that means that Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai felt that Rabbi Lezer ben Aruch was worthy of learning Maisim Merkava, that he was a Chacham Umeivin Midaitoi. Im Kain, why is it that when Rabbi Lezer ben Aruch asked Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai, to please teach me Perek Echod B'Maisa Merkava, that Rabbi Yechonah Medzakai said, what do you mean? I already told you, I can only teach it to a Chacham Umeven Midaitoi. Rabbi Yechonah Medzakai had already taught Rabbi Lezeb Ben Aruch Maisa Merkava, because Rabbi Lezeb Ben Aruch asks if he could repeat something, Shalimadetani, that you taught me. The Marsha suggests that the Brisa here is referring to a Maisa that the Gemara in Chavis and Shabbos Tavkov Memzayin Omid Beis brings, that Rabbi Leza ben Aruch forgot his learning. The Gemara there says that Chamra de Prugaisa and Mayim de Diumeses, the wine of this place Prugaisa and the water of Diumeses, um, spoiled Rabbi Leza ben Aruch's Tfisa of Torah. He was Imshech Basrahu and Iaker Talmudei. And Rabbi Leza ben Aruch forgot his Torah. Zogdim Marsha, previously, before Rabbi Lezeb ben Aruch had forgotten his Torah, Rabbi Yechon and considered him worthy of learning Maisa Merkava and had taught him Maisa Merkava. But now that it was after that had happened, and Rabbi Lezeb ben Aruch asked Rabbi Yechon and to teach him Maisa Merkava, Rabbi Yechon and was concerned that Rabbi Lezeb ben Aruch was no longer a Chachamu Meivin Midaitoi. And therefore he said to him, I already taught you that I can't teach my Merkava, Elo Imkain, Hayachacham Umeven Midaitoi. Zokt Rebeleza ben Aruch, I can say over to you, Maisa Merkava, that you taught me. Oh, that means that he was able to bring back, he was able to express the Maisa Merkava that he had already, in previous times, before he forgot his learning, had learned from Rabbi Yechon and Zakkai, and that Rabbi Yechon and Zakkai knew that he had taught him Maisa Merkava, so Rabbi Yechon and Zakkai sat down, Tachas Hazayis, to hear his words of Maisa Merkava. The Marsha ends by saying that in the Yerushalmi it doesn't say these words, Shalima Adetani, that you taught me, so he says that that's a better girsa. The Rebbe Leza ben Aruch was not referring to words of Maisim Merkava that Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai had taught him because of the kasha that he mentioned earlier. Now on Daf Yud Gimel, when we learned the sugya of Leibim Merkava biyachid, we learned the Shitas Marsha. The Marsha held that this that the Gemara says on Daf Yud Gimel, B'Shem Reb that even though the Mishnah says, Reb Chia said, But you can teach him Roshay Prakim. The Marsha himself had learned that that's referring to someone who's not a Chacham Umeven Midaitoi. 
that someone who's not a chacham who may even be daito, even though you can't teach him ma'ase merkava ba'arichus, but you can teach him rashi prakim. We mentioned then that the Rambam holds not that way. The Rambam holds that even to the Chacham Umeven Midaitoi, it needs to be taught in a manner of Rashi Prakim. But the Marsha had disagreed in the Pshat and the Gemara, and the Marsha says that to a Chacham Umeven Midaitoi, you can teach it, but you can teach it at length. To someone who's not a Chacham Umeven Midaitoi, Maisran Lai Rashi Prakim. Now, according to this marsha, l'chayra this kasha that the marsha by us asks should not be shver, because there is a mahalach that the marsha could have learned the, the brisa of Rebbe Leza ben Arach that would fit with his shita beautifully. Rebbe Leza ben Arach asked Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai to teach him, meaning to spell out for him a parak of Maisa Merkava. Rabbi Yechidah ben Zakkai had never done this because he considered Rabbi Leza ben Arach as not being a Chacham Umeven Midaitoi. Rabbi Leza ben Arach said, Allow me to say over Maisa Merkava that you taught me because even though he's not a Chacham Umeven Midaitoi, it was mutter for him to receive Rashi Prakim. That's how the Marsha learned the Gemara and Daf Yud Gimel. So it's Mestavah that Rabbi Yechidah ben Zakkai had been Maisa Rashi Prakim. And Rabbi Eliezer ben Aruch was telling Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakkai, allow me to display, allow me to show you how I understood and how I'm marchiv on the Indian that you taught me in the form of Rashi Prakim. And for that, Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakkai sat down, tachas hazayis, to hear the Maise Merkava that Rabbi Eliezer ben Aruch understood from the Rashi Prakim that Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakkai had taught him. So it makes perfect sense that he would say Shalima Detani, that you taught me, because it's based on the Rashi Prakim that he had been taught. It's interesting to note that there is a halacha brought in the Mishnah in Hilchis Chag HaShavuos, Ayrechayim Simen Tov Tzadi Dalet, that's learned from our Brisa. The Shulchan Aruch there in Sefalaf brings that the Haftaira of Shavuos is B'merkava Diyecheskel. Firstly, he says that a Godel V'chacham should read this Haftarah. Because the Mishnah says about the Maise Merkava that it's not taught to someone unless Elo Imkain who Chacham Umeven Midaitoi. So we're Mechabed a Chacham Umeven Midaitoi to read this Haftarah. Secondly, Zakta Mishnah even a Yachid that is whispering it to himself should say it ba'amida, standing. The makar of this din would seem to be the Shloa Kaddish in Masecha Shvuas, who says to say the Haftaira on Shvuas ba'amida. The makar for this, the Shloa says, is our Gemara, that we find that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was oimid me'al hachamor in order to listen to the Devetaira of Rabbi Elezer ben Arach. I don't really understand the raya from our Gemara because while it's true that Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai was yoyred me'al hachamor, he still listened to Rabbi Eliezer ben Aruch sitting as the Gemara is mamshech v'nisateif v'yoshav al ho'even tachas hazayis. Also, the mashmos of the Gemara is that Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai had a specific issue with being roichev al hachamor, not that he was sitting, 
Because when Rabbi Elizabeth ben Aruch asked him why he got off the Chamor, he responded that when the Shechina is with us and the Malachim are escorting us, Va'ani erkav Chamor, and I am riding on a donkey, if the whole Hakpada that he is, if the whole Hakpada is that he's Yoishev or Roichev, he should have said Va'ani Yoishev or Va'ani Roichev. From the fact that he was Meisav Ani Roichev Al Hachamor, sounds like his issue was with the fact that he was on a Chamor. V'tzarech Bir. Let's move on to the very end of the daf. Shaluas Ben Zayma, Mahu Lisrusei Kalba. They asked Ben Zayma, "Is it mutter to be Misare Sekelev?" Ben Zayma answered, "Omar lohem, u'be'artzachem loisa'asu." The Pasuk in Parshas Emor is describing the Isser of being Makrav Bali Mumen on the Mizbeach. The Pasuk there in Parshas Emor says, Umauch v'chasus v'nosuk v'charus, which are four descriptions of Misurasim, loisak rivu l'ashem, ube'artzachem asu. So do not be Makrav on the Mizbeach, any of these misurasim, and then the Torah adds, and in your land you shouldn't do this. Meaning, even if it's not for a carbon, it's stam, it's ba'artzachem, sirus should not be done. Now let's begin by first explaining the drasha. There's two problems with this drasha. The first is that the Pasuk sounds like the iser of sirus is an iser in Eretz Yisrael. Ube'artzachem, in your land, lo'isa'asu. Also, where do we see in the Pasuk of Ube'artzachem lo'isa'asu to include even a caliph? So the Rishonim bring L'mashal Taisvis and Shabbos, Taf Kofiura Medbeis, Dibar HaMaschal Talmud Loimar, and the Rosh over there in Shabbos, they bring a She'iltais, an Emor, Kufhei, who says... That it's dafka, one question answers the other. That from the fact that it says, you shouldn't do this in your land, we know that it can't be a din that's tully in Eretz Yisrael, because it's a mitzvah shebeguf. It's a mitzvah like tefillin, like those mitzvahs that have to do with the guf of the person. It's not land-related, like trumas and maisris and shviyas. So therefore, when it says, we understand that since Be'artzachem cannot mean a hakpada, not to do it in Eretz Yisrael. It must be being marbe everything that exists be'artzachem. All animals that could exist be'artzachem, even a kelev. Now it's interesting that the Gemara asks specifically from kelev, ma'u l'srusei kalba. And both Rashi and Taisus are oimid on this question. Why dafka a kelev? Why are we oimid on the shaila dafka by a kelev? Zok both Rashi and Taisus. That kelev is different than all other behemoths and chayes. That there's a din of mechir kelev. Even the money for the price of a kelev is also to be used to buy a carbon to put on the mizbeach. So that means... That a kelev is an animal that's most removed from the Mizbeach. And since the Pasuk was discussing Loisa Krivu Lashem, the Pasuk was discussing that a Mesuras, a Ma'och, Vechasus, Venasuk, Vecharus cannot go on the Mizbeach. 
And this kelev is so vite from the Mizbeach that not only is it not roi lahakrava, but even mechiroi, even the mechir kelev is not roi lahakrava. So I would have thought that there's no hakpada of sirus, kamash malon, ubaartzechem loisaasu, kol shabaartzechem. The Turei Evan here asks a very strong question. Frank the Turei Evan, that if so, like Rashi and Taisus, that a Kelev is one step more removed than even a Behema or Chaya Tamea, that a Kelev has a reason that we would have thought it's mutter even more than any other animal, so Taka Mehechatesi it's Aser. We know that Behema it's Tamea is and Chayas Tmeas, you're not allowed to be Mesares, but there's no Gemara that teaches it to us. The Drasha for all Behemoth Tmeas is also from Ba'artzachem. So, how does the Gemara know? How did Ben Zayma know that Ba'artzachem not only includes animals that are not Roy Lahakrava, but it even includes a Kelev, that, in, which is an animal that Mechiroi, the Mechir Kelev, is not Roy Lahakrava? Once you're explaining to me, why Kelev is the grest of Chiddush? So why Taka? How Taka do we know that Kelev is Aser? Maybe Kol Shabbatzachem only includes Behemos Tmeos or Chayas Tmeos, whose Mechir is Roi Lahakrova. And since it has some Shaychas Lahakrova, that's why Sirus is Aser, but Kelev is Mutter. Now the Turayevan himself points out that from the Sheiltais, itself, we see that there's a different pshat in the Gemara. The Sheiltais clearly learned that even though the Gemara specifically picks Kelev, but Kelev is an example that the Gemara chooses, and really the Gemara is asking, and those who were Shoyal ben Zayma about Maulis Rusei Kalba were asking even about a Behema Tamea and a Chaya Tamea. The Sheiltas learns that they asked Shalu as Bezayma Maulis Rusei Kalba Vahu Hadin every Behema and Chaya Tamea. How did Ben Zayma know to Aser even a Caliph? So the Turayevan suggests because it says Uba Arzachem Kol Shabba anything that walks on your land. That means that any animal, even a Caliph that walks on your land, will be Aser. So even though a Kelev is a bigger Chiddush, so much so that when we asked the Shailah, as Rashi and Tosis explained, we chose Kelev to ask the Shailah because that's where the Chiddush would be at its greatest. But the Limud works for a regular Behemoth Tamea or a Chaya, and it works for a Kelev as well. Now the Turayevan himself is not comfortable with that answer. The Turayevan holds that Ba'artzachim is a riboy, like any other riboy. And tafasta meruba loy tafasta, we don't have a right to be marba more than the first level, would be a, which would be an animal that's not roi lahakrava. But an animal whose mechir is not roi lahakrava, that's a separate step. Mehechatesi, that that's aser. So Memela, the Turayevan himself, learns that when Rashi and Taisus explain that they asked specifically on Kelev, because Mechir Kelev is the most distant from the Mizbeach, the Shaila was Dafka on Kelev, and not on other Behemoths. Because the Mekar to know that other Behemoths and Chayas are Osir Besirus is not from this Pasuk of Ba'artzachem, but there's another Mekar. The Gemara in Shabbos, Tav Kuf Yud Aleph, 
brings a drasha to be marbe sirus achar sirus. If someone is mesares an animal, and then after that somebody else does another maisa sirus to that animal, so the Gemara brings a drasha that even that second maisa sirus is aser. Zoktatura Evan. If an animal that's not Royla Hakrava is not Usr Basiros, so then once the Siros happens, so this animal is a Balmum, and a Balmum is not Royla Hakrava, so Mamela, it should be mutter to be Mesaresit. From the fact that we darshan a Pasak in Mesechta Shabbos to be Marba even Siros Achar Siros, that means that there's an Isr Siros on an animal that's not Royla Hakrava. That from the din of Sirus Achar Sirus, we already know that every animal that's not Roy Lahakrava is Asr Basirus. Just like an animal that's Misurus is not Roy Lahakrava. And it's still Asr to have an additional Sirus. Our Gemara is specifically asking Mahu Lisruse Kalba, a Kelev which has an additional Chiddush, that even Mechira is Asr Lakarbin. Maybe perhaps that case would be Mutter Basirus, Zokt Ben Zaima, that is this drasha of Uba'artzachem Loisasu. Now the Nitziv, in his Pirish Emek She'ela, on the She'iltais, in Emar Kofei, he, he asks on the Tureyevin that the Chiddush of the Tureyevin is based on an assumption. The Tureyevin is assuming that there's no nafkamina between an animal whose min is roi lahakrava, except that this particular animal has a mum, or an animal whose min is asr bahakrava, because, for example, it's a behemoth temeya. But the truth is that there's strong makim to say that there's, that there's two dinim over here. There's one din of an animal that's a behemoth tahira, that's Ro'i Lahakrava, except this particular animal happens to be a Balmum. And in that case, they could have been mocking to say that it's Usr Basiros. But an animal that the whole min is in Gansen Mufka from the din of carbon, there's no, there's no carbon on this min at all. It's not something specific that happened to this animal that maybe their Sirus would be Mutter. So the Lima that the Turei Evan says that from the din of Sirus Achar Sirus we see that animals that are not roi lahakrava are usher besiros, zokdin itziv, that that's not so pashat. Mehei to say that. From siros achar siros I only know that animals that are roi lahakrava but have a particular issue, this particular animal has a particular issue, that that's usher besiros. But an animal whose min is not roi lahakrava, that I don't see from the din of siros achar siros. Al karchach, we have to learn, like the mashmos of the she'iltais, that the shaila of our Gemara was on every animal that's not roi lahakrava, not just the kelev. It's interesting that the Gra in Shulchan Aruch, with a little bit of a remez, shows us that he holds like the She'iltais, and like the way the Nitziv understands the She'iltais, and not like the Tureyevin. Because in Shulchan Aruch it brings that it's also to be Mesares, Bein Behema Tahira, Bein Behema Tameya. And on the din of Behema Tameya, the Bir Hagra says one word, Chagiga Yodalit. Now, 
According to the two Reyevin, Chagiga Yudalid is not the Makar that a Behemoth Tmei is Asr Basirus. Rather, the Grosh should have written, according to the two Reyevin, Shabbos Kuf Yudalif. Chagiga Yudalid is only about a Kelef. But according to the Sheiltais, the Makar that a Behemoth Tmei is Asr Basirus is Taka Chagiga Yudalid. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the DAF worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a DAF or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.